Welcome to the Words Over Ice Show. Have a drink, whether glass mug or styrofoam. Get my best up to Ray, he's the right host. And Matt James on a sarcastic tightrope. Then there's Jason, full of opinions. Co-host with brains and the boldest intentions. Ali, that's the man making profits. Greg and Duke join us talking controversial topics. You know it get real in these interviews. We talk about it all when we bring a news. Rolling with the punches, a one-two combo. The Words Over Ice Show. Let's have a convo. All right, welcome back. Today, our guest is longtime friend Johnny Juicer. That's the tag. He goes under Johnny Juicer on all his Instagram and everything like that. But I know him as John. Known this guy for a long time. Played ball with him. Partied with him. He's uh, he's doing some real big things. Inspiring a lot of people with food and nutrition and health and all that good stuff. So, hope you guys enjoy this. I did. Catching up with him was great. Be sure you're uh, following us on Instagram. The Words Over Ice Show. And we'll just jump into it. Nice. When are you thinking? I don't know. Y'all let me know. I was just talking to Ahmed again to see what you guys are up to, but the weekends are free. I haven't seen you in a fucking, God, what, eight years? Dude, it's been a Nine years? Like I said, the last time I saw you was at that club when you were bartending, and we were like, yeah. oh, damn, you got, you, got, you got a sleeve. I got some tattoos. And yeah, it was, it's been a minute. Dude, I, was, I bartended there for like two weeks, and I quit. <laughs> at, least I, at least I got to see you. Because before that, I don't think I had seen you. It's, it, was, it was a long time since I had seen you before that, too. John, the funny thing is, man, we live like 200 yards from each other. Remember that in Roselle? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I remember. I would see, we would see each other like in passing every once in a while. Yeah. But I think we were both in relationships at that point. Yep, yep. Even in Bartlett, too. When I moved uh-huh. to Bartlett, I was like really close to you as well. Yeah, man. So I remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't even re- I don't recall the first time I met you though, John. I know we all met I you do. Through, through I basketball. do. I do. I do. I remember the first time I met everybody. So I remember when I met Ahmed, but we never talked about this Ray, but I remember when Dave Narug used to work at Butera. Okay? Yeah. And you uh-huh. used to work at one of those bank things like off like to the side. I'd always see you all dressed yeah. up, looking all spiffy. And I would always walk in and Dave would be bent over with his crack hanging out, putting, <laughs> storing stuff in the freezer section. He'd be all bundled up and I'd go mess with him all the time. And I'd always like see you. We'd always like connect eyes and I'd always be like, who's this guy? He looks familiar. <laughs> and we never really talked, I think, until... I think it was at like Lifetime Fitness or the Roselle League. It was one of the two. And that's the same place I met uh, um, Ahmed as well. It was the Roselle League. He was playing for a Rosati's team. His team was trashed. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, so he, bad. Dropped, he, he dropped like 30, 35 on us. So I was like, okay, this guy's got game right here. Okay. <laughs> Might have been 40, but you know. <laughs> oh. But also put nine. But I also put in mind, I think we're, I was guarding you, and my, I've, I've never been known for my defense. So <laughs> That Matador D, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, that's, yeah. a common, that's a common theme with all the homies, man, how we all met. I mean, basketball's really, really pulled a lot of us together. Oh, totally. Real. Totally are you, real. are you still playing, John? I still play a lot. I still go to uh, – it's like my outlet, man. It's, it, and it's crazy because I'll be 38. You know, I'm going to be 38 in November, but – Physically, I feel great. Yeah. Um, obviously, the athleticism goes away as we age, but I'm, I'm still playing at a decently high level. And as opposed to before in my 20s, I liked doing it for a workout, so I actually play defense now. I, I try to play defense. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I try to play like two, three times a week. And uh, Okay. Yeah, man, I love the game. I love it. You know, it's just a great, like you said, it's, it's been like a foundation for my life, like playing travel ball AAU and like, 
learning all these life lessons around it. After you get out of it, you realize like, wow, like this really built up a lot of character. And then you meet all these different people like, like us right here. And some of my best friends are from basketball. So, and obviously I still love watching it. I don't watch it as much as I used to, but obviously it's the playoffs. So I'm still a Knicks fan. Uh, I, I gave up. No, 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 listen, I'm, I'm a Knicks fan, (laughs) but I, at a certain point when I went through this like little change in my life, I was like, why am I putting so much energy to this garbage ass organization (laughs) that I don't have no control over? And they're not doing anything to make their team better. And I'm just like, I just gave up for a while. And right. I mean, obviously, oh. if they start uh, making some moves or fire their owner or do something, I'll uh, uh, fire their owner. Well, sell, sell. <laughs> I mean, if he sells, which I don't think he's going to do, James Dolan, he's, a, he's an asshole. Uh, damn. Yeah. So actually, that's a good, you know, we, we, should, we should bring up that you used to be Johnny Knickerbocker for a minute. Johnny Knickerbocker. I forgot yes, about sir. that. Yes, sir. Yo, me, and, me, and, me and Spike were going chest to chest. Damn. That's right, man. You, you actually had bumped into a lot of, a lot of Knicks players, a lot of, you know, Knicks aficionado, big fans, and all that sort of stuff, man. That's it, crazy. It was crazy, man. It, it was like I was going hardcore because that was like when Instagram first came out, and that was when I was connecting with different fans. And I was going to a dude, like I was crazy. I would travel to games to like when they played the Pacers in 2012. I was at every game in Indiana in the playoffs, even the one where Carmelo got blocked and uh, by Hibbert at the end. And then they went on to lose to Miami to go to the conference finals. Damn, it was crazy. So you're saying they, they were actually in the playoffs. I can't even like remember the Knicks being. Yeah. In the it, it was when Mello, Tyson Chandler, Mello, Amari, Jason Kidd. Remember that squad? That was their last like yep. good squad. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith was sixth man of the year that year. I was saying he was the second best point guard behind Kobe. <laughs> I don't know about that. Wow. I know Amit. I mean, you were real crazy, big on J.R. too back in the day. I think he was playing for Charlotte at yeah, the time. Yeah. I mean, he was good, man. He's a good athlete. Good athlete, good shooter. You know, Dude, but so much more. I think, I think, yeah, I think there was potential there, but um, you don't have well, the, I mean, uh, he, he you don't have the brains for it, man. He's an NBA champ, though, so. And he riding, started riding on the cape of LeBron. Think about that. LeBron, that's why I always wanted Carmelo to go to LeBron instead of going to Houston and OKC, because I feel LeBron brings the best out of players. You saw J.R. Smith started and he played well. I mean, he played well in the, besides last year or the year before, whatever it was when he, you know, dribbled the ball out like an Ooh. idiot and went to half court. <laughs> no, he did play well, man. He LeBron, also inspired he, all my tattoos too. J.R. Smith did? Well, he inspired me to start getting inked up. I'm like, damn, I'll look at all those tattoos he's got. I got to start getting some ink. And then I just went crazy. Yeah, tattoos are addictive for sure. Trust me, I've got, I've got a lot more than when you, when you first saw me. Um, not that I'm all inked up. But anyway, man, I never really got the full story of how you became Johnny Juicer. I know we've known each other forever, played ball for a long time, hung out, partied together. But you and I, I mean, I think it was right around the time maybe I moved to California. I think that kind of coincides when you started doing all this. Um, yeah, man. But when did it all, when did it all start, man? How did, how did you get into it? So it was about seven years ago when I found this whole, uh, you know, lifestyle, um, uh-huh. you know, uh, like Phil, I, don't, I know you guys know Philly, Mike, Trey, a lot of my yeah. closer friends from high school, they knew a lot of stuff I was going through as far as like, GI issues like in eighth grade and freshman year I had two colonoscopies done because my uncle has Crohn's and my mom thought I had a lot of or she thought I had Crohn's which I didn't I was diagnosed with IBS and 
being lactose intolerant. So I like carried that through me through my childhood, high school years, even out, which obviously you guys know being around me, like us partying and stuff. Like I was reckless taking all types of stuff, partying, and then taking cell tech with protein and uh, you know, all that shit, man. And pounding monsters and taking the pre-workout before we go out pre-work dude you remember that wow i can't even believe you said that we used to take i actually did that uh, like up until i think 2011 (laughs) man that was damn i was kind of joking but that's hilarious no that's that's real me i remember myself and dave used to take we wouldn't even put it in water i remember dave doing that we would take a scoop and we just hey shout out dave by the way yeah second D block Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> he does look like Jermaine O'Neal, man. He used to always be like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's black. Oh man. That's the homie right there, though. But dude, that's crazy because I totally forgot about that. We would take a scoop and just throw it in our mouth, not even put it in water or nothing. Before we'd go out and then we'd get all jacked up. How crazy is that? <laughs> man. First Fridays. Yeah. We had some good times though, man. Yeah. It was fun. So, I mean, I was on prescription drugs for my, cause I don't know if you guys ever had colonoscopies or even done colonics. So like, if you ever have like that urge, like where you feel like you're going to fart and it's kind of like, instead of a fart, it's a shart and it's like, Whoa, like that was me all the time. <laughs> that was me like in high school. That was me after high school. And, uh, so between that, I had migraines, I low energy because of taking pills and, you know, partying all the time and everything. So, um, and then that was also right after I got out of a relationship with Vanessa. So that was like at worst, you know what I mean? I would, I had gotten up to like 220 and it was before I got in a relationship with Jackie and I found a documentary, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. Have you guys ever seen that? I've heard of it. I've never watched it. Oh, Yeah, man. I think I haven't, I haven't seen it either. Man. It was on Netflix or what? It's on Netflix. You guys should check it out, man. It's honestly to this day the most powerful movies I've seen, even more powerful than the one that made me go vegan because this one was what – totally like it, it's just it's amazing it's basically about this australian man he's gotten like 25 medications comes to america and wants to change his life and he buys a juicer starts juicing he goes on a 30-day juice cleanse and travels the whole u.s talking to people about would you drink juice and people are, think it's crazy you know everybody in america standard american diet they think that's crazy so uh long story short he got off all of his medication in the 30 days inspired other people which inspired me because there was a dude that was like 400 pounds that changed his life. And it was, it was amazing. It was very powerful. And afterwards, uh, after that documentary, I literally went out and got the same juicer the next day. You know, I'm, you know, me, Johnny Knickerbot, I go hard, man. When I find something I'm into, I go hard. So you always did. That's right. That's always, right, yeah. always. Remember like when we had the little beef on uh, fantasy basketball, you said something to oh, me man. and then I'm like, all right, man, let me give me, get, give me a beat. Give me a beat, yo. Give me a beat. <laughs> yeah, celebrity overnight beat. Celebrity yeah, overnight. <laughs> that was great. That was um, good. No. So that's just how man. I always was, man. And it was, uh, it, it, and it didn't work right away. I mean, you know, anybody you go buy a juicer, you play around with it a little bit, but, um, going into that new year, I started dating Jackie at the time and, uh, we both, uh, she got into it as well. And we started the new year by just doing a three day juice cleanse and just incorporating a 32 ounce juice, which is basically equivalent to like 12 to 15 servings of raw vegetables, which I know for damn sure I wasn't getting at all, you know, in my old diet. Cause I was a fast food addict, eating pizza, going to Denny's after the club or whatever, you know? So 
Um, just doing that and not really changing my diet, just incorporating more vegetables in the form of juice was life-changing, man. Like I had lost like 15 pounds in like a couple months without, like I said, tweaking my diet. I was still partying. So, uh-huh. so what, what year was that that you said you started it? That was the new year. 2012 going into 2013 was when I started my, my cleanse. Okay. Okay. And then I started doing that. And like I said, I didn't, I didn't go vegetarian until March of 2013. And that, and Jackie and I both went vegetarian at the same time. And that was when we were in New York, we were vegetarian. We weren't vegan. And I, uh, I remember your brother took us to this like bomb ass Vietnamese restaurant. It was really good. And, uh, I was always like, no way, man, I can never go vegan. But I had already, like I said, I lost 15 pounds before I went vegetarian and I was feeling better. I was feeling more mental clarity. I was feeling more energy. A lot of my gut issues were kind of subsiding a little. So then after going vegetarian, it improved a little bit. But when I gave up dairy completely, all, all dairy, all cheese and ranch and all that crap I used to eat every day, that's when everything really started changing and started losing more weight, started feeling better. And uh, eventually got off everything, man. Got off the stuff I was taking. I gave up caffeine. I gave up partying. I gave up partying once I went raw, but like, yeah, man, life changer. It, it literally changed my life. I did a 180 with my life. And once I started finding all this information and diving into a deeper YouTube blogs, you know, podcasts, I was at FedEx still at the time working and I would just listen to this stuff all day, make my juices, eat my fruit. And I would just like, you know, I wasn't going out no more. And everybody was kind of doing their own thing at that time. You know, when I started dating Jackie, you know, everybody was in their own relationships. Nobody was partying as much. If they did, it was like far and few. Like Ray, when I saw you that time at that club, when you were bartending, that was probably mm-hmm. one of the first, I wasn't going out that much. I was, I think I was with Tim that time and we would go out like once every other weekend, something like that. And it would be like a big deal when as before, damn, I think like Thursdays, we'd go to that joint in every weekend, dude, Thursdays, remember uh, North beach. And then Friday we'd go to the place in Schaumburg for dollar drinks. What was that place called by Woodfield? Do you remember that? No. Damn. Yes, I do. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I forget the name of it. No, yeah, dollar drinks. It wasn't um, It was like this Latin place kind of, but it was right by Woodfield. It was right by the entrance. I forgot the name of it. Hey, yo, shout out Dakotas, by the way, because uh, Ray, Ray, Ray named his dog after Dakotas. Damn, is that a true story? His dog name is Dakota. Wow. I, I didn't, not after, not after Dakota. <laughs> we bat, we dog, the dog's name that, is Dakota. That, uh, conclusion, though, but... <laughs> Wow. Man, no, but yeah, there was a point there was a point when I was living in Roselle uh where, where you and I were living in Johnny that uh that apartment complex Spring when Hill. we were living there. Spring Hill. Yeah. There was a there was a point in time where I was going out Tuesday through Sunday every week. That's crazy. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's crazy. And I and I was uh-huh. Thursday through Sunday, but think about that. That's nuts, man. Every day just you know, you know that 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 is crazy, but what's what's like kind of also crazy or not crazy is that people are still doing that man oh yeah like every you know what's even like, crazier is the regular our age that are still doing that oh man I didn't. man that is crazy because there are people i know that but they don't do clubs they'll go to like the local bars and stuff and i'm like damn like on a oh, yeah. weekday you guys are going out and drinking beer and you know like really so oh, yeah it's crazy yeah, man, it takes a toll on you for sure. And, and I was drinking like at that time I was drinking every night. It wasn't, I wasn't just going out and kicking it. I was drinking hard Yeah, with a full, and I was working two jobs because I was working at the bank and I was working at 
at Tivoli. Remember that, Ahmed? John, did you ever come to Tivoli? I don't think at, so. Uh, Italian restaurant in West Chicago? Oh, I've never been, but I remember you being there. I remember you working there, but I never yeah. went there. We used to get over there. It was a shit show. I pretty much ran the whole fucking place. So it was, it was just, a place where everybody knew your name. Yeah, sure. there was like 10 of us. One thing that's <laughs> funny that I remember from Spring Hill, one memory I have at Spring Hill was at your place, Ray. Do you remember it was the Floyd Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya fight? And you yeah. had people over for that. Uh-huh. And I forgot the dude's name. It was a, uh, a black dude, one of your friends. And him and Dave started getting into it because the dude knew what he's talking about. He knew his boxing. And Dave doesn't know boxing. You know, Dave just like, fuck that guy up, you know. And they were getting into it, and Dave's like, I just want Mayweather to lose. And he's like, he's not going to lose, man. Like, look at these dodging and this and that. And, and, and Dave's like, okay, you know what you're talking about. You know what you're – everybody's like, dude, calm down, calm down. Dave just got so mad. I think that was Chris uh, Griffin, man. No, no, it, was, oh, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Chris. Uh, he knows Chris. I, know, I know Chris pretty well, too, but I forgot the dude's name. He was uh, – I had never seen him before, before that or after that. So I don't, I don't remember who it was, but he knew his boxing, you know, and Dave, anytime you talk to Dave, Dave, Dave was a hothead, oh, man. Dude. Dave's like, knock, knock him out. Why isn't, why is he knocking him out? Me, me and Dave had our, had our run of a uh, share of run-ins at, at clubs. Oh yeah. Him and I just going out. <laughs> He's a big boy though. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. I, I was telling, Good dude, man. I was telling, though, for I was telling, I'm, I know this is hilarious. This has turned into a Dave podcast. I'm here. <laughs> but I'm going to have to share this with Dave. But after I, I was telling Amit when we were on our hike that there was one time when Phil Lee had a party. It was like a, maybe it was his graduation party or something, or I don't know what it was, but he had a keg, kegs in the back. And you, I think it was you, Tom, and somebody else, maybe Greg showed up and Dave was pump. Dave was pumping the keg and he's like, why isn't this thing coming out? I remember this clear as day. Cause I was standing right there. I was always by him when something happened. And Tom goes, probably cause you're pumping it like a little bitch. And Dave <laughs> looked at him and he picked him up over his head and like slammed him on the ground. He's like, who's the bitch now? Who's the bitch now? And Tom got so pissed. He's like, really, dude? He's like, I was just fucking with you. And Dave's like, don't call me a bitch. Damn. Shout out to homie Tom, too. <laughs> For real. I know that kid since, I known him since Montessori school, in fact. Like, I knew him before I pretty much knew Tom, Tom Pez? Tom Pajolas, yeah. Me and, me he's, and having a, he's having a kid, man. Is he? Damn, dude. Yeah. We talking about him on the pot. We got to say what up to him, man. Shout out, Tommy. <laughs> Yo, that's my that's my preschool homie right there. He knows what I'm talking about. Those are two yeah. wild boys, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Tom. Yeah. Tom. I remember Tom got kicked out of our fantasy league. <laughs> him and Peter got into it. Him and Peter got into it, and then Peter just yeah. I've never seen it before. But in the middle of the season, just removed him from the t- from the league. We went yeah. from twelve team to eleven team. And everybody was pissed. I think that was the last year everybody played because, like, a lot of the guys played because. And then he changed his name to Fidel Castro, Peter. Damn, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot who got all the best players. All his players, they, they had to get divvied out, didn't they, or something like that? I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. All I know is I won those leagues. I know. I mean, I, I've retired from fantasy basketball, but your boy used to pick the teams pretty nice, though. You know. Yeah, you were decent. You were all right. You were hard on LeBron, man. You love LeBron. Yeah, I mean LeBron, LeBron's LeBron, man. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, that's 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 the man right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure he's the best player in the NBA anymore, though. But no, me neither. He grew on me, though, man. He grew on me over time. I, I mean, you got to respect. You know, he's he's amazing. 
whether he's on HGH or steroids or whatever, he's still he's still doing his thing. <laughs> I mean, I, should, right? I, I mean, there's man. really you you could right. There's not actually. Um, it's not like baseball like that, right? Right. I mean, there's. Right. I mean, like honestly, I don't think HGH is on a, on a banned list. No. And uh, the thing is, man, it's like I'm not even knocking him, but. What I always tell people about it is like, look at this dude's body at his age and still pinning dudes off the glass and then going coast to coast and catching oops. It's like, yeah. have we ever seen something like that? Anytime you've never seen something done like Sosa and Bonds or Manny Pacquiao still say was on stuff, you have to question what is he taking? You know, I mean, I'm, and I'm not accusing him, but like I said, he's, I think he's the greatest player of this generation, but come on, man, that dude's like built like Malone still jumping like Vince Carter over here. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a freak, Can't man. Can't deny it. Can't deny it, man. It's crazy. For real. So, man, you, you get into this journey in 2012, 13. Like, what were... You, you dove in, you said, 2013? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. It was 2012 going into 2013. At that time, the partying died down. Uh, everybody was kind of doing their own thing. So it was easier for me to really adjust into this lifestyle. I was working hardcore at uh, FedEx. Um, the Instagram stuff wasn't really around then. But I was just mm-hmm. focusing on, like, I was always watching stuff. I would go home at night and watch, start watching YouTubes on all these different raw foodists and vegans and people that have changed their lives, changed their health, reverse chronic disease and stuff like that. So I just started becoming passionate about it because I didn't know I could feel this good. I didn't know, like, my migraines were gone. I, like I said, I lost weight. My mental clarity, it's like an awakening, man. Like, you're just like, whoa, because I feel... I say this a lot when I do like events and stuff, but like the food we eat is information for the body. You know, like we're the, the, the food that's grown outside from the earth is living food that you're putting in your body that produces life, you know, and it, it ultimately is information that helps you, you know, carry out whatever it is your duty is in life. And, that, and that's what it did for me. It just started making me kind of gravitate more towards things that I'm passionate about and things that I'm, that I love and kind of crowd out the shit that was kind of distracting me and kind of, you know, um, I guess numbing me from my real reality. Cause that's what all that was, man. Partying all the time. It's like, you don't think about it then, but it's like, when I look back now, it's like, that was just kind of like a way to escape the reality. I wasn't happy with, which was a toxic relationship a job that I fucking hated. I mean, FedEx, it was great at the time, but being there 12 years, man, I had like 10 managers. You had to race to work, you had to clock in, you had getting written up for this. And, you know, I just wasn't happy. So the way I would always take it out is going out, getting party, try to get girls, get all messed up, act the fool, and then try to do it again every weekend. Yeah, man. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, exactly. So, And then that's what happened, man. I just started changing everything. And even people at work were like, you know, obviously people were resistant to it. Like everybody at work was like, oh, here he comes with the swamp juice. And then going to family parties. (laughs) Yeah, going to family parties and being Italian. Everybody thought I was weird. Yet my whole family's overweight and on medication and sick and whatnot. So um, it was kind of tough at first. But again, it was easier than it could have been given the circumstances that I was, you know, basically everybody was doing their own thing. Everybody was kind of like David gotten married and, um, yeah. So I, I, that's when Instagram started coming out and I started making like a, um, well, it, it didn't come out cause I was doing the Johnny Knickerbocker thing, but it was still fresh. So I started doing the, a juicing page as well. And I just started just posting juice stuff. That's all I was doing is juice recipes and, and connecting with people 
I feel that Instagram was so much better back then. It was so much easier to connect and build and, you know, not as saturated, bro, not as saturated. Yeah. Because now it's crazy. Like I know people that are like, man, I want to start a business on Instagram. And it's so like controlled now because obviously Facebook bought it. And it's like, if you want to get your audience, you know, out there more, you got to pay, you got to sponsor your posts. It's a bunch of bullshit, but that's kind of how it happened, man. And it kind of grew organically from there. Like I was posting every day about juicing and actually doing it. I started posting pictures of like my, um, how much my health has improved and all the transformation. And then it didn't really blow until I started throwing Noah in the mix, my dog. That's, That's the star right there. That's when everything hey, so when, when, when did you start, when did you start the, the Johnny juicer page though? The, um, I think it, it was 20, it was the end of, no, it was 2013. It's 2013, middle of 2013. Okay. I wasn't even vegan. Yet. Little, I wasn't okay. even vegan yet. I was just hardcore into juicing and I was starting to post juicing stuff. And then, um, I think it was, who used to say it all the time? Mike Shearhorn was always, always calling me the juicer, the juicer. Shout out Mike. Yeah. He was like the juicer, the juicer. He goes, bro, he goes, you should just change your name and like make yourself like a public figure. He goes, people relate to you more and follow you more if you called yourself like Johnny Juicer as opposed to John Morelli. Like who gives a damn about a John Morelli? He told me that, like he's the one that put that idea in my mind. And I was like, damn, that's a good idea. And I just did it. A really good idea. Yeah, and I just did it. And and it's true. It's like people look, especially, you know, uh, any, any American, like they go on an Instagram and you're just looking at random people's names and then you see like a, a Johnny Juicer or a, you know, whatever it is, like just a catchy name that is different. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And um, I just started uh, posting more and I, I noticed it started growing more. And um, before I started incorporating Noah um, into, because it, it was still just pictures, there was no videos on Instagram. And uh, right. I was going to ask that. I was going to ask like when did, you know, it seemed like the, the video content also probably played some role in, in the growth. Oh, huge, huge, huge. Because then it, then it also helped me channel more creativity and into, into my post. And what happened was the videos started coming out. I want to say it was 2014, something like that. And all I did was there were only 15 seconds. They only allowed you like 15 seconds back then. Cause right, Vine, right. That's right. Vine was really popular. So, um, at the time I was, I would do like a quick juice video, you know, like crack, crack a coconut or a watermelon and throw it in the juicer and pour it. And that was it. It was very simple. But it would get engagement. They were like, oh, cool, that's a great recipe. But I'll never forget, I, I just posted this about, uh, I want to say a month ago. I found it on my Facebook. It said, like, your memories. And it was the first video I ever threw Noah in. It was a watermelon video, very simple, 15 seconds. I cut a giant watermelon, cut a small watermelon, stuck a spoon in the big one. And then I had the small one. I, I made these little melon balls, and I whistled. And Noah came in and just started eating it. And it was so simple. It was, I remember that one. I think I remember it. Yeah, yeah, it was like a DJ Snake song was in the background. It was, it was a popular song at the time. And I'll never forget it, dude. Animal Planet uh, reposted my video. Um, there was a Damn. Food Network. That's major. Dude, Food Network Spanish like reposted my – there was all these huge sites were reposting my video at the time. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Because nobody was really into like quality. It's not like it was great quality or it was like super crazy editing, you know? So at the time it was, it it had reposted and it was getting me followers. So I was like, damn, I got to start incorporating the dog more. And that's when I realized like people over, because when you start talking diet with people, 
they're kind of like, eh, you know, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing or I'm not trying to mm-hmm. hear any vegan stuff or whatever. So dogs, everybody loves dogs. So that's when I'm like, Hey, maybe, maybe I could just throw a dog in and, you know, grow this. And it's relatable. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what happened. And I just kept pushing the card, pushing the card. And then when they let, put it on to a minute, I'm like, Oh damn, we can make little skits now. <laughs> Oh, they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. And then I, and when I look back at some of the videos I did, they're so cheesy. You know, it's, it, it evolved over time because then it started becoming a business. Like, I'll never forget. And this was when I was still doing it on my phone, editing on my phone, videoing on my phone. I had an Android. It was nothing spectacular. But I had gotten my first um, deal with a dog food company that – Paid me a pretty, I think I told you on that they paid me a pretty nice for four videos. And I was like, okay, I'm like, this, this is a business like this, this is like, I can do something with this. So is, is that when, that's when you kind of first realized that you could, you could make a business. Yeah, because I was just doing it because, I mean, you guys know me. I mean, I mean, I think you know me a little bit more too, when it, when it comes to like, I, I like making people laugh. I like putting stuff out there. And that's what Instagram was at the time. I was still working a full-time job, but I loved producing the content and getting a response and inspiring right. people and doing all that stuff. So to me, it was just fun, but then it started turning into, okay, well, people like your dog. And you're putting out good stuff and you're consistent with it. And then that's when that company came. I'm like, okay, cool. And at the time I was selling juices out of the house. I started selling juices. I made like little. Oh, I remember. I remember. I think I have like one of your old flyers, yeah. man. Like back in the day, you, you could get Johnny's juice for actually coming and delivering this <laughs> yeah. shit to you. Huh? Yeah. I had the, I had the little brochures. I had business cards. I was completing, uh, um, my certification for health coaching with IIN in New York. And it was an online course. And it was so crazy because halfway through that, I came full circle with Peter. You guys remember Peter? Obviously, we were talking about Fidel mm-hmm. Castro. So mm-hmm. he was a function. He yeah. got into functional medicine. He was a doctor. He had his own practice in Florida. And then he got divorced, came to Chicago, and he was opening his own practice in Elk Grove. And he's like, yo, I've seen everything you're doing. If you want, you can health coach in my office, even though you're not done being certified. He goes, I trust what you're doing because you're really passionate about it. So I started working with him. I left, I'll talk about FedEx real quick. So this was all happening and I had talked to Peter and this was like, I want to say in May of 2016, 2015, 2016, I forget what year it was. And in July, I took my whole vacation because I was with FedEx 12 years. I took four weeks in July, came back, put my two weeks in because I had seen everything was starting to build. I could start making some money with social media. I could start health coaching. I'm selling juices. I didn't even have a plan. I just knew that I was starting to make more money doing that than I was busting my ass at FedEx. And I'm like, you know what? And everybody, my mom was like, what are you doing? You're leaving a 401k a pension. I'm like, you know what? But if I could put more, the energy that I put into FedEx, the energy and the stress into just creating all day, that's when, you know, our creative hours are in the middle of the day. And that's when most people are at their nine to fives, you know, so slaving true, away. So you know, for real. And, and, and when I was able to let go of that, it, it was a little scary. I'm not going to lie, but I knew I was going to be all right. You know, I knew I would make it work. So that's when I was able to put way, yeah, yeah, I was able to put way more energy into it. I started buying, you know, I bought a nice camera, uh, started editing on my laptop and started really putting stuff, you know, stuff into it, like good stuff into it. And, uh, yeah, I started coaching at Peter's place. I was only there for a year and then I started doing it on my own. And shout out Peter, by the yeah, way. Yeah. 
Hopefully he don't get debarred or, or whatever they call yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, man. And, and, and basically, you know, I left the job and I was selling juices and I was health coaching. And then I, like I said, I had to deal with that company and I had a friend at the time helping me reach out to companies and I was getting deals. I was getting sponsorships and uh, affiliate deals. I created a website. So I had like a, deal with like, I, I was an affiliate for like every product that I use. And, uh, then I got on YouTube, which is, is not built as much. I think I have like 17,000 subscribers and I don't do enough on there, but I still get checks every once in a while from them, you know, for views. But, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and that, and that's what happened. And now it's brought it to kind of where I am today here in California. It's like, I kind of shed my job, shed an old relationship, wasn't going out no more, wasn't around the friends I was. So I kind of was like, outgrew what I was doing in Chicago. And I'm like, it's time to move on, man. And that's when I made the move out West and I it can best move I've ever made. It, like when I look back now, when I go back, like when I was at Christmas, I think I was telling you, Amit, like, you know, you go back to Chicago. I mean, all of us can relate <clears throat> to this and you just realize everything's in place out there. You know, everything's, everybody's doing their thing. Mm -hmm. It's the comforts. I felt like I was too comfortable out there. Whereas out here, there's not many distractions. I know there are, but I mean, I'm just basically focusing on the things I need to be doing out here. And the people that I hang with, I mean, if it's not you, which we only, I mean, I wish we'd hang more. Like, like I said, we should try to hike more often. But the people that I affiliate out here with are people that are doing what I'm doing in the community and on social media. So it's like you're kind of, I, I guess, I don't know, leveling up a little bit. You know, you're kind of elevating oh, what you're doing. Man. You got to. Well, you got a fresh start, man. It happened for me too. And the th thing about Chicago is, you, I mean, you can go there and, and you can do what you're doing, John, but you, you still, you're still tied to the old John. Everyone knows you, even though you're Johnny Juicer right, right now and you're, you're doing your shit, everyone knows you as what you were doing 10 years ago. And you still kind of have that, like you said, you're comfortable you move out to, to LA and I'm in San Diego. And I just noticed when I moved out here, a, I think it's a lot easier, a lot easier to be healthy out here just because everyone, just the oh, lifestyle, yeah. the weather, Very health conscious out here. The, the, the food, the food is different. It's not as heavy as in Chicago, right? You don't find Italian beef shops right. on every corner Portillo's, or shit like that. Right. Right, right. As, as good as it Ooh, is, you know, shout out Gene and Jude's shout out Gene and Jude's. Do you ever, do you ever miss that food, man? Um, ever? I don't miss it. When I look back, I remember how much I loved it, though. You know, like somebody just asked me the other day, I was doing a live, and they're like, what food do you miss being vegan? I'm, and it's not that I miss it, but, I mean, that was a whole different life I lived that I loved it. I was so into it. It was Gene and Jude's and, like, deep dish yeah. Gino's East Pizza or Giordano's. That was my jam, you know. But, no, it's like I'm at a place now, man, where it's like I feel great every day. I, I know like, I use food more as, like, a a tool of fuel and energy to get me through my day, to have my clarity, to have my, and it keeps me like in shape always. Like it's effortless to keep my the, uh, physique that I have now. I don't really work out as much as I used to. Like I would spend an hour and a half at the gym and then, you know, we'd go upstairs and like talk for like 25 minutes and whatever. And now it's like, I'll go to the mm -hmm. gym, play ball a little bit and being 38, you know, you're supposed to get older and gain weight and whatever. But you know, it's, it, it's just that, knowing what this diet and lifestyle does for me, it's like, it means more to me than, you know, ah, I miss a hot dog. I want to go have a hot dog. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, right. for sure. Right. But man, yeah, man, that that's, um, you know, and, and I gotta say, man, I mean, 
seeing your whole journey and everything, man, it's, it is super inspiring, man. And I mean, it I'm is, not, man. I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian, but, um, you know, I mean, definitely making efforts to, to go plant-based. I, and, and like you said, the hardest part is, you know, the people you're around. Oh, totally, man. And, the environment you're in and yeah, the environment, uh, you know, like having a family that that's, I mean, we're, we're trying to get there, you know, my, my wife and daughter, in fact, what's awesome is my daughter loves, I mean, she's, she's going to be three soon, but she's always really just taken to like fruits and vegetables, like more than any other food. Well, I um, think, I think naturally this is, and this is something I've been getting into more. I think naturally that's, that's the way we're supposed to be. Cause I think we're introduced like my, my niece, for example, you know, my sister gives her juices and fruits, but she also gives her French fries. And it's like, and that as a parent, that's our job to yeah. introduce them to foods that they're supposed to be eating and not the fried foods and stuff that is ultimately going to get them addicted to that stuff. And then they're not going to want to have vegetables and fruits because they want the tasty, salty, sugary, fatty foods. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Well, it's easier too, man. It's easier to give in as a parent. And I've had this conversation many times. It's like, how do I, you know, how do I change my kids diet they don't want to eat them like, if they have nothing else to eat they're gonna eat exactly it. you know i mean it's easy for it's easy for us to drive through mcdonald's totally and pick up a pick up a meal and then boom it's done it's quick it's easy but it's it's hard to go against a kid who wants to you know doesn't want to eat fruit because oh i don't like it or like i my fucking kid tries to tell me they're allergic to fruit like i'm a, <laughs> i'm allergic to it I'm like, no. <laughs> like no you're not <laughs> no you're not that's crazy <laughs> but it's just easy it's easy it's convenient it's everything man it's it's same shit with technology like it's easy to give a kid a phone to shut them up you know what i mean it's just as a parent and john you don't have kids yet but as as a parent when you become a parent the hardest thing to do is to put them on the right path because the the fried food path the technology path the social media path is just much easier yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. I I was just talking to this girl, a good friend of mine who I was like, if I have a kid and a family, like I would almost want to do it out of the country. I don't don't like the way like the system is in place here. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to be able to raise my kid, giving it the food, not being influenced by other, you know, kids in school or the food system in the school is terrible. But going, going back real quick, Amit, like what you said, you know, you're trying and you want to go plant-based. The thing that I love talking about too, like through my channel is I never preach like you got to go vegan, you got to do this, but it's more about becoming Mm -hmm. a conscious eater, becoming conscious of what we're putting in our body. You know what I mean? Like, especially as we get older, it's important that we have a choice what we're putting in our mouth and, and when is it going to be potato chips or is it going to be some fruit, some ripe fruit, some tropical fruit, something that's going to add more life to us as opposed to eating these foods that are addicting that ultimately aren't good for us and they're empty calories and they make you more hungry. And it's just about being more conscious. And the reason why I'm so passionate about it is like, you guys have heard my journey and you kind of know, like kind of where I came from with it, but like doing the Instagram thing, like you said, like it's inspiring and I appreciate that. Um, and you don't ever know who you're inspiring. And a lot of my talks I do at my public events is I was able to inspire my mom. You know, she had a heart attack in 2010 and she was on eight medications. They wanted to ha- her to have open heart surgery. And she went plant-based. She didn't go completely vegan. She didn't give up dairy. But she gave up all meats like fish, chicken, uh, steak, all that beef. And uh, mm-hmm. started and was juicing every day. I gave her my juicer because I had bought a new one. And she was doing it for two months straight. And she lost weight. And she went to her – she had a checkup at, at her 
uh, heart doctor, which blew my mind because I used to go with her to these checkups and these guys didn't know anything that I was like incorporating into her diet. I would tell them I'm giving her algaes like spirulina and chlorella, giving her reishi mushroom, chaga mushroom. Like they had no idea what this stuff was. They're like, well, never heard of that, but keep doing what you're doing. It's working. (laughs) And long story short, last February, my mom got off her cholesterol pill and she's pill free and 100% reversed her heart disease on a plant-based diet. She's been vegan now two years and she's lost like 30 pounds and she feels great. And it just, the, the reason why I'm so passionate about it is I know how it changed my life. It changed my mom's. I work diabetes retreats where like type two diabetics are getting reversed and off their insulin in four days on a plant-based diet. There's a woman in Chicago who I always rave about. She has a place called the Vegan Cafe in Lockport. I met her at her juice bar. She knew me from social media and she told me her journey. She had stage four cancer. Her doctor gave her like a six month death, death sentence. They're like, you know, you, you have maybe like a six month window. We could put you on chemo. And she's like, eh, if I'm going to die, I'm not going to do chemo. And that's when she looked at alternative options and she found the Gerson therapy, which is in Tijuana, Mexico, because you can't treat cancer with nutrition in America. You can only do it with chemo, radiation, or surgery. Like if you start preaching about wow. diet, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Up. It's ridiculous. So in T- so there are practitioners in America, though. There, there's actually one in San Diego that I know really well. Uh, her name's Dr. Jess. She's, she's incredible. And... Um, she doesn't talk about it, in, but that's what her practice is. It's basically healing cancer with juices. It's like 12 specific juices designed to reactivate um, what you call like the electrical flow in the body, you know, because we're electrical beings. And what happens is like there's obstructions in our lymphatic system from eating the wrong foods that accumulate over time. And what these juices do is it, it gets that flow back in the body. It helps detoxify. They put you on coffee enemas, which also helps detoxify the liver and the drain the lymphatic system, vitamin C, uh, IVs, and you're out in a tropical environment out there in Tijuana. Like there's a lot of nature and oxygen. So it's basically, it took her a year and a half, but she 100% reversed stage four cancer. The craziest thing, that's that's incredible. But the craziest thing about her story is this, she told me that, and she talks about this when she, you know, does her videos and whatnot. It came back two years later because she went back to her old lifestyle habits so she went back to Tijuana, reversed it again, became a practitioner, opened up the vegan cafe. She's like eight years cancer free. And she sells wow. all that stuff at her restaurant as well. She sells enema buckets with the Gerson coffee. It's incredible, man. So, I mean, you're talking about the top killers in America that could be prevented and reversed with a plant-based diet. It's like, and you hear, you hear stories of this, but when you actually meet people, especially like your mom and it's like you see the truth in it. That's why you become so passionate about planting these seeds. And like I said, it's not about me saying you got to go vegan, but become more conscious of what you're putting in your body. Incorporate more juices. If there's anything I tell people to incorporate, it's more vegetable juices, you know, just to get more greens into your body, get more vitamins and minerals, more life, because we're not eating enough life. We're eating a lot too much of the processed stuff, the convenient stuff, because it's easy. And I get it. You know, we don't, like, I didn't know any better. Like I was working at FedEx every, every, day going, gosh, am I going to have Taco Bell? Am I going to have Wendy's? What am I going to have today? You know? So, so, so let me ask you a question, Jay. So just kind of for understanding. So would you say that, that like any, I mean, you know, like, like your friend's uh, example, stage four cancer was able to be reversed. Would you say that in almost all scenarios, um, juicing and plant-based diet could positively impact 
um, one's condition? Or, I mean, is there also some, you know, if someone is, is so far gone or their condition has gotten well, so bad? Maybe... Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I'm, I, I believe everything can be reversed and prevented altogether with the right diet and lifestyle. It, I, and I don't think it's just diet. It's about what we're focusing on, what we're listening to, the people we're around. Because stre- stress is sure. huge too. If, you, if, you're, if you're in a toxic right, relationship, right. if you have a shitty job. So it, it all comes together like that. Like where I get outside a lot, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm always walking barefoot. And there's a lot of health benefits to that, walking barefoot outside, getting sunlight. I mean, what are, what are the health benefits to walking well, barefoot? Well, there's like, uh, antioxidants from the earth that basically like when we wear shoes, like the rubber soles block our feet from connecting to the grass, the soil, the sand, that when you, mm-hmm. when you take them off and you're barefoot, you collect those and it, it immediately like relieves stress, anxiety, and you're, and when you get the sun coming at you as well, and you're getting the vitamin D, it's like channeling through you, you're getting the earth's energy through you. And there's like proven science behind it. It's called earthing or grounding. It's incredible. I always try to at least for five to 10 minutes a day, get outside and get barefoot. I mean, if you're having a stressful day, telling you it's a life changer, but it, it, here, here, here's a scenario. I'll tell you too on it. Like I had a friend whose mom was a stage four and she was basically on her way out. And, um, I, I met her through a guy at FedEx who's like, yo, this girl follows you. She, her mom's really sick. So I went to her house, gave her all the information about the Gerson Institute gave her a bunch of YouTube links, gave her a bunch of juicing recipes, juicer recommendation, all that stuff. But the problem is, is she was checked out. You know, like what happens is we, people, we don't know how to take care of ourselves. A lot of people don't know how to take care of themselves. They don't know this information. So they just eat whatever they want. And then they think when a cancer diagnosis comes, it's like, damn, I'm unlucky. When in reality, it's like, we can, we can drastically reduce and prevent this. So what happens is, you know, mm-hmm. we get diagnosed, something happens, something starts growing, we go to the doctor, and what the doctors do is they kind of put that fear in you, like your body's given up on you, like, hey, we got to get you in here, you got to get your chemo, you got to get your radiation, and it puts that fear in your body, like, oh my God, my body's given up, and you kind of feel hopeless, when in reality, dude, our bodies are self-healing organisms, and we are always looking for a way to heal. Granted, we're giving it the right stuff. So I, I do believe that, yeah, I, I mean, Dr. Sadie, I mean, before he got whacked, he, was, he had a documentary out about full-blown AIDS, reversing full-blown AIDS on a raw food diet with sea vegetables and juices and, and uh, alkaline water. And I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, even Lisa Left Eye Lopez, before she died, she started mm-hmm. talking, she wanted to bring all this information to America. I mean, there's, there's a lot of documentation about this stuff, man. But the problem is it's, it's, it's hidden away. Because it's, it's a big industry, man. You know, the pharmaceutical industry, they're the biggest drug dealers in the world. And it's all connected, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. One of the biggest things, Jay, for, for, for people who aren't in it, right? For me, for example. I mean, I, I juice every once in a while. And I juice because I saw I bought an Omega because of some post you did a while back. So you got one of those. I do a lot of smoothies and stuff. So I, I try to eat consciously. And there is a huge difference. You'll feel it. I because I played a lot, a lot of ball still now, and I, I can feel on the court. I know, like if if I'm eating good, I play a lot better on the court. I just move freer. I feel lighter. Oh, yeah. You, feel you know, what I mean, you just feel lighter. And I can tell, like after a few days of eating shit, barbecuing, and I go and I have a game on a Sunday, I can feel like just lethargic yeah. and heavy. You Hell know what yeah. I mean? So I, I do feel it, but I think a big 
a big fucking problem with everybody now and me running this podcast. I mean, I've talked to um, food scientists. I've talked to holistic doctors. I've talked to, you know, spiritual healers. I've, t- I've talked to a bunch of different people. I've watched different documentaries, you know, what the health. And, and the thing is, there's so much fucking information and people, people who aren't into it or, or give the time and really dedicate to really learn. It's just like, you can watch a documentary and that's a problem with some documentaries, right? Cause they're very one-sided. Oh, of course. A lot of them of are right. So they're, they're out to prove a point. And a lot of them, they neglect, um, you know, specific facts or they leave shit out just to prove their point and make it more valid. But the thing is, there's so much information that can sway you. Literally, man, literally, I can watch a, a documentary this morning about meat that says it's fucking horrible and I, I'm, I'm never touching a hamburger again or whatever. And at night I can watch something else that says, oh, meat's perfectly fine. You know what I mean? So there's just so much misinformation and so much, it's, like it's it saturated. Is. It's very saturated. And I saturated. feel like they're doing it even more because people are starting to awake to this information. They're starting to become more awake. But to, to, right. to kind of break that down real quick, is this, this is what I like to say is, where have you ever seen somebody say they've reversed chronic disease eating you know, uh, a carnivore diet or, or an animal-based diet? Like, I've never seen that. I've never heard somebody do that, like, even before getting into this lifestyle. Like, I'd always heard, like, oh, yeah, if you start doing all this stuff. And I never really was into it until I actually saw a documentary that kind of resonated with me. And I'm like, okay, maybe this could work. And experiencing it firsthand and seeing it and the benefits. And then my mom, you know what I'm saying? It's like seeing all the truth Mm -hmm. to it is... And I mean, you can go to the Mayo Clinic website and it'll tell you right there that red meat, group one carcinogen, proven to, uh, you know, for cancer as well as heart disease. Same with dairy now. Now there's studies out that if you remove dairy out of your diet, it remove, it, it eliminates 90%. It drastically reduces your chances by 90% of getting breast cancer. Just dairy alone. Yeah. Wow. Because you think about what that hey, is. Hey, you, know, you think about what dairy is. You know, it's, it's cow's milk that is basically, you know, pasteurized, uh, cut with whatever it is, put on store shelves, and, and we're drinking that. And that's why we're walking around at looking at schools, and these girls are big boobs, huge hips, guys got man boobs. It's crazy, you know? Like, people look differently now than they did 20 years ago. Jay, let me ask you this. So have you ever heard of, like, the, the polyvagal theory? Polyvagal theory. No. Yeah, or like Stephen Stephen mm-hmm. Porges. Uh, Por- I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Yeah, my cousin sent me some of that, like talking about diseases and you know um, how a lot of them could are, are are conditional, like based on the environmental, you know, uh, stresses and you know, of course, eating foods and all that stuff go into it. Um, no, anyway, I was just curious about that. Um, I, I think but, that, dude, like we were talking uh, about, diet is a huge part, right? It's a huge part. But, again, it's, it goes into a whole bunch of different things. Are you happy? You know what I mean? Like, you got to ask people, are you really happy? Are you laughing all the time? Are you around good people that lift you up? Are you in a good environment? Are you in good weather? You know, like, just being out here it puts me in a better mood as opposed to being in Chicago when it's gray and cold from November till May. You know, it's like, why should we have to live that way and seasonal depression is is real real. it's It's totally real i mean think about how excited we used to get when it was summer like yeah like we'd be driving with the windows down that's every day out here you know every day is a great day it's like you're motivated to want to get out hey yo shout shout out chicago though shout out chicago we we, i mean yeah yeah. we gotta add a look we're bashing chicago but i love chicago there's nothing like summertime nothing like summertime i I, I always there there isn't and i always though 
I really try to always downplay how life is out in, in Cali and LA and you know, SoCal, but you're right. We got it pretty nice yeah, out yeah. here, you know. The weather. Oh yeah, you could definitely be spoiled. The weather's pretty awesome out here. It's beautiful, man. Everything about <laughs> the it, the scenery, awesome. it's in my opinion the best place to live in the country hands down. And Jay, have you been to San Diego? I've been out there a few times. I love it, man. I was at last time I was there I was in La Jolla. I loved it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I used to work in La Jolla. Um I prefer San Diego to LA. That's just my preference. It's a little more laid back, uh, but it's just, I love Chicago. Chicago, Chicago's a shit. Chicago fall time is my favorite. Yeah, Chicago fall. Like the fall weather. Oh yeah. It's, oh it's, yeah. It's beautiful. Fall weather. And it's got, and that yep. fall weather is kind of like, you know, kind of like Cali weather. You know what I mean? You got the 70, 75, it's nice and humid. It's cool. You got the brisk breeze. Yeah. Everything, you know, the trees are turning colors. It's just Hoodie beautiful. Weather. But, Hoodie weather. Yeah. Hoodie weather. But, but again, man, that, that's six months of just fucking freezing cold and everything's dirty and gloomy and it's raining. And Driving it's just, in that sleet and ice and snow. It's like, fuck that, man. Fuck that. I hated dude, I, it. I remember like, hey, we, we all got family going through it, man. So we can't make it sound well, like it's like, I'm, I'm trying to get them out here. Same with me. My parents want to retire out here or Arizona. They haven't decided, but they, they like San Diego better. But it's, it, that's what I'm doing out here is planting more seeds like I did with my mom with health. I'm like, look at it out here. We FaceTime every day. I'm showing her the palm trees. She was just here this last weekend. And they want to move. They, they, they're like, because we just feel because we're born there, we have to stay there. We're like rooted there. It's like, no, man. oh, man. It's a better, no, life. But it's that, a better lifestyle. But that, that sunshine tax is real out here, though, man. It's, it's not, no. though, man. It's really not. Like, if you, yes and no. So you, there's definitely places. Like, I live in Temecula. I don't, Jay, have you been no, to Temecula? No, but I have a couple friends that live out there, and I've been meeting to get out there, actually. So it's a suburb. It's a, definitely a suburb. It's a family town, but it's beautiful, right? You got the wineries. It's gorgeous. You're 45 minutes from the ocean. You're not far. But everyone's like, oh, it's so expensive, but it's not. Like my mother's well, in, I mean, my, yeah, mother, my mother's in Aurora. She's moving, she's moving to Downers Grove, I believe. And she's talking about rent prices. I'm like, dude, I mean, you just fucking, you come out here, you pay a hundred, literally like a hundred dollars more and you're in California. And then you're also, you gotta, you gotta remember you're not paying for 300 bucks of, you know, uh, cause you're running the heat in the, in, in the, in the winter or, you know, the AC because right, it's super right. fucking humid. Like it's really not, there's, there's spots but it's equivalent if you're going to live downtown Chicago to downtown San dude, Diego. It's not dude, that much Dude, I was different. just going to say that, man. Everybody's like, oh, I wish I could live in L.A. It's too expensive. It's like, bro, I'm not rich. It's like, not. Think about this. Think about how expensive it is coming from Chicago, especially if you live in the city. You know, out here, That's true. I, I, I don't see tolls. I don't see the parking out here is way cheaper, I think, than in Chicago. Chicago is a bitch, man, true. with parking that and tolls. It's and crazy. It, it, like I, I tell them, I put it in perspective. I'm like, all the shit you have to do in the winter just to have fun, you have to pay for them. Like everything's free. Almost, I mean, not everything, but you can have, you can spend 80% of your life in California, in SoCal, outdoors doing shit for free. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not I'm, paying how, for it. How much was and it last week when we went to uh, Griffin and we parked and went and hiked that beautiful hike? How much was that? Man, exactly. No, the best free things in life are free. Free <laughs> Uh, no, you was looking for a four, a five finger discount on there, but you was already, it was already free. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> man, yeah, no, for real, you know, and yeah, that's, I think that's the big thing. I think sometimes some people don't connect as much to the outdoors and stuff. Like if you're not going to be out here using the mountains, using this weather, you know, uh, exploring, going to the beaches, oh, swimming. Yeah. Kind of I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, and I've told you this, Jay, and I think I probably told Ray this as well. 
like the one big thing that I would miss the most the going mountains. back to Chicago. Yeah, man, is is just it's the, scenery, the elevation. Dude. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's it's the plains. That's the only thing I would because honestly, Lake Michigan can during the summertime. You know, it's it's a big lake. So you look at it; it kind of looks like an ocean. My daughter looks at it; she's like ocean. And um, I mean, it's only you know maybe not even half half of the year, but you have an ocean element sort of. The only thing I cannot get from Chicago is I can't drive up into some mountains and you know look down. Do you, and do you guys remember the first the first time you drove into Cali, right, or when you first moved here? Just like the the awe you were in of how beautiful it was, just driving Bro, around. Oh, absolutely. I, I, and that's the thing that I've gotten, I've fallen in love with is the mountains. Like I did, I forgot about yeah. that. Like when I drove, cause I drove, you know, yep. you go through Colorado and then I'm like, Whoa, wait, there's mountains in Cali too. Like I forgot about that. All I thought about was I want to be by the ocean. I want the palm trees. I want that lifestyle. I want the sunshine, but I'm at you. You're the one that actually put that on me. Cause when we, when I first moved here and we hung out a few times and you were telling me about all the hiking spots. I'm like, damn, I love it now. You know, it's like I, I'm addicted to wanting to get out and hike and get out in the mountains. And there's something about like when we did that last hike, man, it was beautiful. Like we just felt like you're in another world, hey. you know. And we, we need to do, in fact, Ray, whenever you do end up coming up here, maybe that's what we should we should all do. Um, we were talking like where we hike to and Ray, in fact, you and I have done that hike before. Yeah. We've done it at nighttime. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I got pictures. But we, yep, yep. Um, from there, and I can't remember at nighttime if you could see, but you, you know, you could visibly see the Hollywood sign, uh, during the daytime for sure. And me and Jay last week or two weeks ago, whenever we went, we were like, man, maybe we should just, uh, you know, just, just knuckle up and, and make the trip all the way to, to the Hollywood side. So maybe next time you come up here, we do it. We all get that in, you know, I'm down, man. I love, I love hikes. I love the outdoors. Jay, you went to Costa Rica. I spent some time out there. I was climbing volcanoes and shit. I love Costa Rica. I love that shit. I love it. I'll be back there for my birthday in November. I can't wait. Yeah. It's, It's beautiful, man. So one, one thing I wanted to ask you before, before we get out of here, so how is it, and I haven't hung out with you in a minute, but how's the kind of the celebrity? Because you're kind of a kind of a celebrity now, a little bit. I mean, huh? it's a celebrity kind, now. Kind of, kind of, sort of, only, right? If I go to Whole Foods, maybe somebody will come up to me. <laughs> Obviously, at a vegan event or a vegan restaurant, people come up to me. But I mean, besides that, it's 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 nothing. I mean, but for for the most part, it's if I'm in a Whole Foods or like a some type of health conscious area. I mean, there's actually been a time when I was walking in Santa Monica. I was with Jackie, and she was on what they call the Greens, right by the ferris wheel over there right by the pier and i was taking a picture of her and a girl came up to me that was really cute and she's like are you johnny juicer and i'm like yes and she's like can i get a picture and i was like oh sure where's your dog so but i mean it happens every (laughs) once in a while what's i will say this story this was funny i was going to arizona and on my way to arizona i was doing an insta live and some lady next to me goes you look very familiar and I'm like, I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. She's like, are you like a blogger or something? I go, kind of. I go, I'm in like the vegan world, juicing world. And she goes, oh my God, Johnny Juicer, I love your dog. Oh my. And it was on my live and I recorded it. It was great. You know, so it, it is a little crazy, but again, it's only like for people that are like vegan or in the health movement or it, it, like I said, at health or whole food, sometimes it happens, but it's cool. It's fun. Hey, Johnny, the question for all the ladies that are listening, they probably want to know. Has Johnny Juicer got a special lady in his life? 
No, no, man. I'm single, single, like a dollar bill over here. Are, are there any criteria? Like, you, you ain't taking girls that eat hamburgers and stuff like that, right? You ain't taking applications. No. Yeah. I mean. No, a, hey, that's a real question, though, man. What if, what if you do find someone that you're interested in? Are you, well, and they're not, they're not on the, the exact diet the as you? Is, is that, is that I, a well, deal yeah, breaker? The thing is this, man. I'm, like, being 37, 38, like, I'm at a point now where I know what I want in a female. Like, I want them to have the same views as me. I want them to be on the same path as me. And the good thing about the vegan lifestyle is it's the ratio is pretty good. It's in our favor for uh, guys <laughs> to girls. So especially being a part of all these vegan, I mean, trust me, I've met tons of beautiful vegan women, but I'm just at a place where I don't want to get tied down. I'm not ready yet because I know I feel like I have a lot of unfinished business, especially just moving out here. Right? And, and relationships, energy, man, it's a lot of energy. So Right now, I just focus on putting all the energy into, you know, creating and continuing to build what I'm doing. And if it comes, it comes, but it's got to be, she's got to be good because I've had a lot of, I've kissed quite a few frogs in my time. I know you guys know that. <laughs> That's real, man. Live and learn, right? Exactly, bro. Exactly. So for anybody looking to get into it, man, even myself, like what are, another thing I find is time time is tough right it's tough to do the whole juicing especially if you're on a nine to five luckily i'm not so i have more freedom to do you know what, what i want to do but for people who do have that nine to five it's like oh, i can't juice or i can't eat this way because you know it's it's hard it's hard for me to prepare all this shit or you know there's a lot of shit against where people who people who are vegans and maybe aren't doing it right and you're not getting all the nutritions and oh, you dude, know all the nutrients that me, you there's need. There's so many vegans that are their diet is so messed up because they're just living on Beyond Meat burgers and Impossible burgers. You know, it's like I think it's a great yeah. tool to transition people to go vegan because they've mocked basically every other food. Like you can do vegan tacos, vegan pasta, but you're not doing it right. Ultimately, if you go vegan, if it's not for ethical reasons or environmental reasons, and it's for health. You need to eat a high, raw, plant-based diet. You need to be doing your green juices. Like I said, a, like a 32-ounce juice a day is what I recommend, even when I health coach. Incorporating that a day, you're getting 12 to 15 servings of raw vegetables. I mean, you're taking care of the fruits and vegetables right there. I mean, how else can you consume hey, that much? Let, let me ask you one question on that. So when you say you get 12 to 15 you know, raw vegetables, what about the fiber component of it? Okay. So basically the, the thing with juicing is when you remove the fiber, obviously it's, it gets into your system like as quick as alcohol. It's like a 10 to 15 minute absorption. So you're getting these micronutrients, you're getting all these minerals rapidly absorbed into your body. And like you guys said, when you drink a juice, you feel that energy right away. As long as you're not drinking like a 10 ounce, 12 ounce juice, you feel it right away. And when you're doing mm -hmm. that over time, and if you're doing green juices every day and you're rotating your greens, like I hate dandelions. I hate you know, watercress, but these are some of the most nutrient-dense greens on the planet, especially watercress. And if you're juicing them with like apple, you're getting all those. And, and when you look at a juicer, when it, especially like I have a Tribest Green Star, all right? And like the Omega is great as well, but the Tribest, what it does is it literally extracts all the liquid from the greens. The pulp comes out super dry. So like our teeth can't even extract that much water from the greens, you know what I mean? As opposed to, it, so it's basically doing the work for you. And as far as the fiber goes, like you guys see, I eat a lot of fruit, fruits in the fiber. I mean, if you're eating f f the right foods, you're getting enough fiber because ultimately what fiber is, is it's, it's crap. It's, it's, it's put in there to push the shit out of us. You know what I mean? So, um, 
I, I use juicing. I kind of tell people it's like a multivitamin, but it's a real living multivitamin. It's not like this one a day that doesn't break down that you poop out. You know what I mean? Makes sense. So you still got to obviously eat healthy as well. I mean, you're juicing. Yeah, but- absolutely. Juicing. But, but, but again, that's how my journey started. It started with one juice, man. I always say it. It started one day with one juice. It's just incorporating a juice every day because what happens is your palate will change over time because you're not used to drinking greens or eating greens. And when you start doing this daily, you're not going to want to eat Sour Patch Kids and potato chips. And I'm not saying that any of us do that, but you know, like that's where a lot of the people on a standard American diet are because you go in gas stations, Walgreens, whatever, it's all the same shit. You know, it's all the same food. It's fast and convenient. And this gets us back to like fruit to me is candy now. You know, I get these tropical fruits shipped from Miami. I get boxes of it and I'm getting dragon fruit. I mean, you've seen passion fruit. This is candy. Passion fruit. Love passion fruit. Yeah, it's incredible. And you know, like when I grew up, I would eat like my mom would buy a thing of bananas, a couple of oranges and an apple, and you might have one banana a day. It's like, no, I'm throwing like four in my smoothies. I'm eating like eight mangoes at a time. Like I'm eating these foods that are what you call living foods. You know, you crack them open, they got the water in it, they got the nutrients in it, and you're not cooking or destroying any nutrient content. So you're constantly putting, and fruit, that's what it is basically. It's water, nutrients, and fiber. That's it. So you're constantly flushing. So if you're doing the juices, doing the smoothies, eating a bunch of fruits, making, and the thing with being raw, which great is, as long as you like come up with like three solid salad dressing recipes, like even like a basic one, like an avocado, tomato, and mango, if you throw those three in a blender or a Vitamix, it comes out like a sauce or a dressing. It's incredible, dude. And then you just soak it in a, in a salad. It's not like having like some, I don't even know, craft salad dressing, you know, that's nothing but shit. You're getting like, you're getting real yeah. food on real food and you're, and you're nourishing your body as opposed to, you know, just putting a bunch of shit in there. So for people, for people starting here, the, what I hear a lot is a, it's too expensive, right? B, they don't know how to do it. Like, all right, you, you go into a grocery store. If you don't know what the fuck you're looking yeah. for, it's overwhelming. There's so many fruits and vegetables. All right. If I just want to get started, what are the best things to get started on? And then, and then my other question is, cause there's a lot of like, if you don't drink the juice right away, right. And this is where people say, I don't have time to, to, to juice throughout the day. I have to right. work from nine to five. Like, does it lose its nutritional value if you jar it and bring it for, right. for lunch, you know, four or five right. hours later? So the, the place to start, what I always tell people that work for me, again, I'm going back to juicing because, because there's people out there that, for instance, you got to tell them, oh, you need to eat more raw fruits and vegetables. Well, if you told me that back in 2010 when I'm used to eating Gene and Jews and this, I'm going to tell you to go scratch your ass because I'm not eating none of that stuff. I want, I want my food and I'll have like this little iceberg salad with a meal, you know, which is nothing. So that's why I feel like juicing is so powerful because you can just combine all these greens. You can combine all these vegetables and you can cheat the whole process. Just throw an apple in there, maybe a little pineapple to sweeten it, and you're good, you know? And what, like I said, when you do that over time, just staying consistent with it, you know? There's so many people that I'm like, oh, juicing doesn't work, man. I had a juice last week at a juice bar. Well, when you go to a juice bar, it's like 15 bucks for a 12-ounce juice. And if you're used to eating a lot of shit and you're just trying a 12-ounce juice from a juice bar, it's not going to do anything. It's committing to it and doing it daily. Now, like for people that had nine to fives, like I worked at FedEx. Luckily, I, was, I worked from two to 10, so I would juice in the morning. But there were times when I would also work um, first shift and I would juice the night before and jar it and, uh, and take it with me. But 
go, before I answer that question about um, nutritional value, I, I would say incorporating juices, making sure, because we can only eat so much in a day, but if you can make sure you're just doing a juice and a smoothie a day, that is amazing right there because you're, I mean, that's like maybe 30 to 40% of your intake, at least the first half of the day, um, you know, consuming raw, raw fruits and vegetables, which is incredible. And I mean, and, and a big problem we have as well is being dehydrated. We're not drinking enough water. We're not eating enough water rich foods. So there you go. You, you're, you're getting more water as well. You're getting more hydration as well. Um, so I think juices and smoothies is a great way to start. We all know smoothies and I'm big, yeah. I'm big on smoothies. I do about two, yeah, two or three make, a day. That's awesome. And if you make that commitment, if we make that commitment just to doing that every day, it's for our body. I mean, that's ultimately our health is everything. Cause we don't have our health. We don't have shit. So if we just make that con mm -hmm. commitment to saying, all right, I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to find a way. Cause we all have 24 hours. Some of us, I saw a crazy study. Somebody posted on Facebook that the average American watches four and a half hours of TV a day. It's Damn. Fucking, it's fucking insane, man, because I, I don't have crazy. cable. I watch YouTube, but I don't have cable. And that, that, that's the problem. You know, we're using our time. Like people, I don't have time to work out. I don't, we all have the same amount of time in a day. It's about prioritizing what's important. That's true. And, and to me, what's most important is how I feel, how I look, because I'm into this. You know, I want to age good as well, and I want to stay healthy. So that's, that's how I prioritize is I want to make sure I'm drinking my water in the morning before I start my day. I'm going to be making my juice and be making my smoothie and then go about my day. And that's my, and the great thing about it is, is mason jars are a lifesaver because you can cut up fruit, throw it in mason jars. You could throw juices, you could throw smoothies. Um, and getting to the nutritional value, like you have an omega, great juicer, man. Omegas are amazing. Uh, as long as you fill the jar up to where it's almost toppling over and you and you seal it airtight to where it's almost like dripping out um centrifugal juicers which are like brevels and jack lane stuff like that you can keep it up to 24 hours without it really killing the nutritional value because it oxidizes the nutrients but if you do a slow juicer like you have like an omega it's up to like 72 mm. hours so i mean you can even use a day where you're like all right i'm gonna make three juices for the next three days like a 32 ounce jug and that's honestly how I do it, man. That's the only way I'm able to kind of keep it sustainable, you know, like I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll create like, you know, maybe like two, three days worth of juice in one day. I'll try to do, do that like once or twice a week. Yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah sorry, and, not to cut you off. And, and no, and people, you know, and like even people I knew back in, in when I was doing this hardcore, you know, because everybody, I knew a lot of people at the gym, people would always tell me like this guy, Greg would always be like, man, they're talking about you, how you're crazy with it. Like, all right, it's cool. I don't care, man. They, they, I'm, I'm doing my thing. People can do their own thing. And the same people that were talking smack were the same ones coming to me like, yo, I want to get a juicer. And I want to, you know, because as we get older, like I said, man, we have a choice. Like as we get older, when I was at FedEx, you know, I, I took medication and stuff for my uh, IBS and migraines, obviously. And I took a bunch of other shit, but we used to have two-year physicals. And when I, the year I had gone, I was like three months raw and I was already vegan for a year. My two-year exam, I had lost close to 60 pounds. My eyes were better. My blood pressure was perfect. It was insane. Like, it was insane looking at that. And at the time, I was like, what, 33, 34? And the doctor even said, he's like, normally 34, 35, people are starting to get high blood pressure, cholesterol. He goes, you keep doing what you're doing. I, I asked him to see my last one. I go, can I see my last exam? So it's incredible, man. It's like we have a choice as we're getting older, you know? Like, you see people around you. You know, we know, everybody knows somebody with cancer. Everybody knows somebody that's overweight. 
especially in our family, even friends. And it's like, as we get older and we're all in good shape, we're all pretty conscious of, of this stuff. It's like, we have a choice, you know, are we going to get leached on by the pharmaceutical companies? Because that's all they're giving you. That's all the doctors are prescribing you. They're not telling you to go juice celery to lower your blood pressure or to help you move the bowels. They're giving you a pill for it, a synthetic Yeah, that, that, pill. that don't sell the drugs, exactly. No, all it does is make them money and they make you poor because, like I said, if you don't have your health, you ain't got shit. Amen, bro. True statement, man. True. All right, brother. Thank you for coming on, man. Honestly, knowing you forever, bro, I'm, I'm really proud of you. And it, it's really, it really uh, is it's inspiring, man. It honestly is. You, Like I said, if it wasn't for your me following you, I would have never bought the Omega, never been introduced to it. And I do, I fall off track a lot. But I, I am conscious of, of eating good. And honestly, dude, like looking at your posts, the shit you put out there, and other people doing it as well, that's like a reminder for people to stay on track. You know what I mean? And it, it definitely, real, definitely helps me. So, so for really everyone is. doing it, yeah. like I, I appreciate you guys putting that, that into the world because it reminds me to start doing it again. This conversation's got me itching to jump off to go get some fruits and juice and, and some yeah. grains right yeah. now. It honestly does. <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I and I'll say this one last thing. First of all, I appreciate it because I, I miss you guys, man. It's great to connect with you finally, Ray and uh, and and Ahmed. It's been great connecting with you and getting together. I'm excited when you come out, but you know, and and that's the whole thing, man. It's like there's been so many different ways I could have like sold out like different powder companies and all these different things. But what I'm about with social media now is authenticity, man. Like putting out that authentic planting seeds, you know, it's all about planting seeds. And now I use the dog to do it because like I said, there's people that don't want to hear about veganism. So I use the dog to make these quirky videos to draw people in. And you might not think about juicing the first time you see a video, but maybe, maybe in a couple months, like I've had people reach out to me like, man, I followed you for, cause you're a dog, but I just bought a juicer. Thanks for inspiring. And that's what it's all about, man. It's all about planting those seeds and give like a positive influence, you know, because there's so much shit. There's so much garbage in the world. World star, you go on Facebook, everybody posting about bullshit. That's like totally irrelevant to you, your growth, your evolution, and what you need to focus on. But it's a distraction. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. So it's about just putting those positive vibes out there. So hundred percent. I stay, yeah, I stay yeah. off social media a lot just because of that. And I remember there was a, I had to get off completely cause it was just a suck, man. It was an energy suck. It was a time suck. And just seeing all, it's seeing a, all the shit out there. I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. It's a big energy suck. You say it's it taken away. If, I didn't, if yeah. I didn't do what I did, I actually had deleted my Facebook until I did this. But then when I created like the business aspect of it, I'm like, okay, I have to have a business like page. And in order to have that, you have to have a personal page. You just can't have a business page, but I agree, man. Same thing. I unfollowed all the fucking bullshit that you, you know, you see girls with these bikinis and you're like, Oh shit. We just keep scrolling and you see all this stuff that you can go down a rabbit hole. Man. It's a rabbit hole. Exactly. Exactly. So, so good shit, man. I'm going to come up there. I'm like in the next two weeks, I'll hit you guys up off, off air, obviously um, send you a text. We can do a hike or whatever, man, but I'll come out and, and we can kick it. It's been, it's been too long. But that's what no, no doubt. Let's make no it happen, doubt. fellas. For, let's make it happen. For anyone listening that's not already already following you, Jay, you got really cool, funny videos with you and your dog. Where do they uh where do they find you? Um John you can my website's johnnyjuicer.com, but you can Instagram's my main platform, Johnny underscore juicer. No H J O N N Y juicer underscore juicer. And I'll throw all that in the show notes as well. Pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on. Man, yeah. thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys.
You think that was cool? All right, that's it for today. Thank you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Leave that five-star review if you did. Again, be sure you're following on all social media platforms. You just find us at The Words Over Ice Show on all of it. And then uh, let me know if you guys want any topics you want me to discuss or any type of guests you want on. Hit me up in my email. It's ray at wordsovericeshow.com. Look forward to hearing from you, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.